Hey, Alan. Great to see you. You too, Ray. How are you doing? Oh, I'm uh, running between flights here at the JFK airport, coming back from uh, Europe. And uh, But, you know, we are dedicated to this show. We, we got to get this recording done. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we, uh, we designed the show. It's all about real people. Uh, it's a real show and it's all happening in real time. So this is a real situation. You're out there traveling, but you're making time to uh, bring our listeners this uh, valuable topic today. Absolutely. So let me let, let's let's jump into a kind of a little more formal intro here. Uh, welcome to the um, Avoid Crisis podcast. I believe this is ep- uh, episode 18. Uh, you're right on that. It's uh, about AI benefiters in the market. And uh, this is going to be the first of three series. And uh, in this series, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about um, different companies that are publicly traded. And those companies um, that seem to have certain benefits uh, that are observable from what the artificial intelligence and the use of it can do to uh, particularly assist and help their, uh, their business. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I know that uh, this is part of uh, listener feedback. I know you mentioned before about, hey, go ahead, write to us at Ray, R-E-Y at avoidcrisis.com or alan, A-L-L-E-N, at avoidcrisis.com. But one of our listeners had sent in said, tell us about AI. We talked about it before, said a number of things about, you know, the regulatory front on this. And uh, today we wanted to talk about uh, some of the benefiters that we're seeing. We're going to pick out actual public traded companies to talk about. Right. So a lot of stuff that we looked at out there was what professions is this going to affect? What are some of the ethical implications? What about plagiarism? How does it affect education? A lot of areas, but one of the things that we didn't see a lot of was how this may affect the market. By that, we mean the stock market and things like that. Great point, Alan. Before we jump into anything detailed though, I think it is important that we get our little disclaimers out. And we're not saying this stuff just because. This is just common sense, but we gotta cover it, right? uh, let's, uh, let's do disclaimer first, and then we'll talk about our criteria guideline. Uh, we're not providing investment advice, tax advice, legal advice. Uh, there's no known connection from anything said in this podcast and how it may influence markets or market participants. Any risk taken result of this presentation is solely your decision as listeners. We don't recommend any action on your part other than step one of the avoid crisis model, which is analyze. For your decisions and actions, you should consult professionals to give you customized advice for your exact situation. All right. With that said, Alan, what what were were our selection criteria? Okay. Well, thanks for that, because obviously the risk is important to, uh, to make sure that we have a disclaimer there and let people know that we're not trying to tell them what to do. But what we're really trying to do is we're trying to take uh, what I'd call maybe an academic approach, maybe a thoughtful approach, maybe um, taking a little bit of what we understand with AI. I know that you've been working with uh, customers and clients that are uh, in AI. And um, I know that uh, a lot of the companies that I've been talking to and some of the things that they're doing and actually being involved, even from a beta testing level to actual being involved in uh, some of the development, has been really eye-opening as far as the capabilities and limitations of AI. So what we decided to do here was we decided to take a look at public companies 
and we, we set up a set of criteria here to say it has to fit in this. So first of all, it has to be a publicly traded company. It can't be at or near an all-time high. And the reason why we say that is there could have already been some sort of discussions about AI, and we don't know if it's real or not, that might have pushed them to a higher uh, amount. Um, it's not really what we're looking for, because we're really looking for where is AI going to be benefiting for this company. Um, the other thing is that we want our listeners to really be able to easily understand how AI benefits, and we're going to kind of go into that in detail, saying here's how we see in this name that AI is going to benefit. Uh, the other thing is, is um, you know, it, the, the company itself has to have the potential to reward investors as AI is adopted within their existing business model. AI might change their business model. There could be companies out there that say, hey, now we're an AI and they totally shift. What we're looking for is a company that's already doing something and we're seeing AI as, a, you know, being a next wave of benefit coming to them. Yep. Good, good points, Alan. And I, I think it's worth, I want to mention to our listeners, this is the type of work that you've done for the majority of your career to identify real strategic issues happening in a marketplace, in a segment, and figuring out how do you get ahead of this thing so that you can ride the wave and not get crushed by the wave. Okay, well, that sounds good. Let's go ahead and talk about what uh, AI is actually uh, maybe a good way to view it. AI is really a new disruptor. And when I say that, what, what I'm really talking about is that it's going to change what's happening within a business. And it's going to be this next divider and conqueror. And it's going to be the winners and losers of the future. Somebody who is already very successful today can be completely disrupted by AI. Some companies that are already in a position of leadership can become even greater leaders by the adoption and use of AI. There's limitation of AIs. This is the first wave. There's going to be more capabilities that come with every new version. But there's certain companies that, based on our research, we're identifying as having uh, a natural progression and benefit from AI. So a couple things. Uh, first of all, you know, we, we talked earlier about risk. It, it, we're talking about single names here to be looking at. It's not as risky uh, overall if you're going to go ahead and just invest in index funds or ETFs, mutual funds, possibly like a sector fund. But really, if you want to get high returns, you're going to have to take some risk somewhere along the line. And you want to be ahead of the crowd. You want to get into the name when, uh, you know, it fits into that old mantra, buy low, sell high. It's kind of something that makes sense for a lot of people. Okay, remember, AI is predicted to both eliminate and create jobs. So if it's eliminating jobs, that's got a, a bottom line impact. But what you want to see is you want to actually see AI in the position that can help companies grow. The jobs will then find the right place within that environment. So here's some of the other things to think about. Certain companies are going to benefit the most from AI adoption. Um, one of the things is, let's say they have a high number of users already and they have high engagement. That's going to help a lot. Um, if they have demographics that have a proven spend, then you know the money's there. Okay. And then also, if you have a barrier to entry and that's present, it's going to be really helpful too because it's not going to be as easy as another startup coming and competing with them. So AI being the new disruptor, uh, I want to start to move towards like what's a benefit today and uh, our first selection here. I'm going to give you a couple clues, right? See if you can uh, figure it out. 
by September 2021, this company had over 150 million monthly users. Estimated U.S. population at the time, about 331 million. Percentage of U.S. population that were under 15 years old at that time, about 20%. Start putting the numbers together, make some comparisons here. There could be international users, but just think about this. There's a lot of engagement here. Let's take a look at what the stock has done itself. Uh, the all-time high, $141.60 for 2023, 52-week high, 47.6697. Got to be accurate here. Don't uh, don't round it up, okay? Uh, on 822, closing price was 26.65. So you can see that it's not at its uh, near time, not at all-time high, not at its all-time uh, near 52-week high. So you can see the stock has um, kind of been beaten down a bit. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, tell you a little bit more. They're a, a leader in creating and advancing the power of the metaverse. They have significant adoption by the fastest growing consumers in the US, and they have significant corporate partners that are advertising on this platform. Who do you think it is? Hmm. Boy, the, it, at first I was thinking meta, you think of things like X, X is kind of, I don't know. Um, well, I know what you're saying. I mean, there's a lot of millionaires and billionaires that are subscribers to the podcast. I'm sure they're looking at this and they want to hear their name. They're not going to hear their name, okay? Because it's not meta. It's not X. It's uh, it's, it's not uh, any of those. Okay. Um, I'm not even sure if you've even heard of this, Ray. Um, oh, let's go, and, uh, let's go to the, the next one. Yeah, it's the world is ours for the making. It's Roblox. Okay. They Roblox. Have the tools and the platform okay. that empower yep. people to create their own uh, immersive experience. They're built by a global community. I mean, this this thing is, is crazy. I got to just tell you how um, I got introduced to it. A couple of nephews of mine, I, I couldn't get them to talk to me. I visited them. I'm like, hey, how about talking to your uncle? You know, and they're like, no, we're playing Roblox. I'm like, what's Roblox? And they're like, come on, play. So they signed me up and I got, you know, absolutely destroyed by them. I mean, they're really good players. So, um, you know, I started looking at this with uh, the whole thing with AI. And one of the things about this is Roblox gives you the opportunity to actually create games within their platform, the Roblox Studio. Did some more research on this. Now there's actually third parties that are developing games just within the Roblox um, platform itself. These studios sometimes have as many as 100 people working on a game just to be able to release it in that. Uh, I mean, the metrics on this company are just unbelievable. Um, how many hours are getting spent, where it's going. And the other thing, too, is that uh, originally Roblox was kind of looked at like it was a uh, an application really for you know younger people, but it's connecting millions of people. And there's a, a really large virtual economy because they have this uh, basically virtual currency in uh, Robux. So you can buy you know, something for your avatar, et cetera. There's all kinds of things that go into this. So they have sort of an economic uh, uh, aspect to them as well, but they also fit into a lot of other avenues of growth. So think about things like education. Um, think about things like um, being able to do delivery of um, advertising from brands being built into the game. And there's a lot of partnerships that are happening with this as well. And just kind of knowing just with not uh, applying anything from AI, they have sort of this growth trajectory 
just from users and engagement with corporations. But with AI, they have something more. So uh, sharing now here where to go to find out more about them and uh, some of the paths that they're on. They're trying to move this uh, engagement at higher and higher levels, which they're doing pretty successfully. People 17 and older are getting more involved. If you want to be a part of the studio experience and go to their developer conference, you have to be 18. It's not just children uh, who might be highly involved in it that are going to be benefited. It's very serious business people that are getting involved. So uh, let's let's just talk about like maybe some of the things that uh, are going to happen and, and kind of what AI brings to the, the whole uh, platform. Yeah, because one of the thoughts that comes to my mind is, okay, how, how in that structure and in that infrastructure, how do they use AI to monetize? How, how does this, or how does it, what does this look like? Well, a couple of things, um, you know, the monetization comes from just, um, I want to say, you know, first of all, the Roblox platform enjoying it's free. But once you're in that, you might end up starting to find ways to spend. Uh, you might get involved with um, getting Robux. So buy Robux, you're going to end up uh, using a credit card, um, whatever, to buy your initial um, purchasing power in the Robux. But it's going to take U.S. dollars to do that. And then uh, what's going to happen is that a lot of this is going to be by improving the overall experience in the platform. So that is a part of what AI is going to really help. A um, couple things. Um, you know, it's a really popular online gaming platform, but it's going to benefit from AI, artificial intelligence, by, well, for instance, taking uh, enhanced content filtering and moderation. So they'll be able to use AI and improve content filtering, uh, moderation. They can also um, identify any kind of like uh, inappropriate or harmful content because a lot of third-party apps are being developed and then all of a sudden it's being released out there. They have to be able to police that as well. So they can make the platform safer from you for users, especially children, just through the use of AI. So that's one. So that takes away a lot of the risk that they have um, overall. Um, another thing is that they can make personalized recommendations. I mean, we've seen personalized recommendations shopping all the time, right? Well, they can make uh, AI algorithms that analyze the user's gaming behavior and they, their preferences, and then they can provide personalized game recommendations. Um, so that can increase user uh, satisfaction and engagement. They can also look at different games and say, hey, AI says, here's a recommendation to improve the game design. So they can leverage AI for uh, the game design and testing. And, and by the way, um, I tested this out. I created on the studio a new game for Roblox in a half hour through the use of AI. I was like, I, I put this up, um, turned it over to my nephews who enjoyed it, destroyed it, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> basically. I, I didn't have all the uh, things set up the way it should have been, and they found how to, like, basically ruin the game. And I was like, okay, I'll start <laughs> over. And, you know, but it was great, okay? Uh, you can also have, like, AI used to create dynamic and responsive game worlds. Um, you can have non-player characters involved. Um, so, you know, all kinds of uh, AI-generated characters could be put into the game. Uh, another thing, too, is that, you know, one of the big things that uh, is being worked on in AI is predictive analytics. Uh, so you can analyze the user data. Uh, you can predict trends in the user behavior. And you can help developers kind of get a better idea on the testing on how successful the platform and game will be. Um, so updates, features, it can help to know, like, when are you starting to lose players and so you need to do some sort of an update it can help to predict that 
Um, it's going to be helpful for customer support. Um, another thing too, anti-cheat measures. So it can hi highlight like uh, if there's anti-cheat uh, kind of uh, benefits there. So AI could do that. Uh, monetization, optimization, you were asking about that. What they can do is they can kind of help to develop strategies for uh, monetization. So suggesting pricing strategies within the game, um, you know, how you would actually sell something on Robux, um, in-game purchases, maximize the revenue, and still have a positive user experience. So user engagement, user insights, content creation, all these things are all a part of what AI can do and in this platform. And again, they already have tremendous amount of users, tremendous amount of engagement, a lot of hours being consumed. The numbers are just unbelievable uh, when it comes to, uh, to Robux. And so overall, AI has the potential to enhance the user experience. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. And you can streamline the game development, improve the safety and security of the platform, and uh, you know also address some of the uh, privacy and ethical considerations when using the uh, AI. So that uh, kind of tells you a little bit about how they are going to be able to apply AI, but there's also, I guess, what you call proof in the pudding. Um, they have partnerships with major players. Nike collaborated with Roblox to uh, release virtual limited edition sneakers within the platform. Um, Burberry partnered with uh, Roblox to create a, um, a, a virtual replica of their flagship store. Uh, you have to get into the game to see it. Gucci, another one, created a virtual world on Roblox. Uh, Star Wars has uh, a number of different uh, Star Wars-themed events and games. Uh, Warner Brothers uh, released uh, some of their movies on Wonder Woman, uh, some of the, the scenes from that in Roblox. And McDonald's uh, had a promotion that they ran in it. Uh, the NBA um, also has uh, created a virtual experience. The NFL has been looking at this, too, and, and trying to do some things. So you kind of look at all this and go, they're introducing their users to experiences within the platform and those experiences can be enhanced by ai so you know that is uh that's the call for today uh roblox ai and of course i did as you suggested uh put the uh, the old tie on and uh you know because i'm sure cnbc is going to be calling up on this going how did you uh, come up with the selection and i'm sure they'll be talking about it tomorrow or the day after so uh I know you were excited about the, the appearance uh, on CNBC, which I haven't been able to book yet, but I know that uh, that's on the way. So uh. yeah, we're, we're, work, we're working on that. We're definitely. Um, I think one of the powerful things about this concept, too, is that they're going to get this leverage with a minimal marginal cost. The cost of AI is what's incredibly low versus the power that it can give you. So. You know, you don't have much stress on the expense side. You got all this pressure, you know, good, the good way on the revenue side. And uh, that sounds like a good recipe. Yeah, and, and certainly if you're going to be involved in um, generative AI and you're going to do a lot more work where you're wanting to get the high-end chips, there's going to be a lot more cost uh, getting those chips uh, as part of that. And there's going to be more cost to try to get the people that know what to do um, in some of these events. But when you look at the actual... Um, strategy that can be deployed i mean one of the things that that i'm seeing is that very few companies have really thought it through very few companies are really uh, what i would call uh, ai ready i think there's uh, a lot more that needs to be done um, and i think that you know 
there's certain companies where you can just see that they have a great lift that is coming and they're a big benefiter because of where they're already positioned, but also how they align with what AI can do. And so the first one out of this series that's been called out is Roblox. And uh, I'm hoping that the, you know you can do additional research from there. I know you're really tied up, Ray. Thanks a lot for trying to catch us on the layover. And uh, thanks, thank you. thanks and good to see you. Thank you, Alan. That, I really enjoyed this topic. I'm looking forward to our next episode and our next candidate on this. Um, really valuable stuff. I mean, sometimes when you avoid crisis, you're playing offense, sometimes defense. And I think we talked prior topics about some defensive moves. Now we're talking about some offense moves here. So thanks so much, Alan. And I'm looking forward to our next episode. Okay. Take care, Rick. Yeah.